and welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the only D&D 5e actual play podcast that can make Pluto a planet again. Oh, man. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. Daniel's over here with stars in his eyes. Ah, my eyes, they're burning. Put, the, put them out. Ah, oh, they're black holes now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> and neither do I. And that's how you apply dungeoneering. Oh, my God. He's been oh saying he's going to be doing this forever now. Well, we... Also have Janelle over here who is ready to blast off into the story like a rocket, leaving Daniel and all of his dumb jokes behind. <laughs> uh, Yeah, far, far away. Actually, though, when you say that, it super reminds me of Team Rocket. <laughs> Team Rocket blasting off again. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, blasting off, we have Nate, the cosmic wizard here with us as well. Yes, yes, I can see so many things being this cosmic wizard i'm able to foresee the future i can foresee the past i can foresee everything and i know for a fact when we reclaim pluto back as a planet we shall both have cheers of across the world and we shall have despair among the scientists give power to the people make pluto a planet again guys (laughs) (laughs) wow you got my vote speaking of speaking of scientists we have joel over here too but I honestly think he'd be much happier isolated way up on top of the International Space Station. Yeah, but do they have like uh, an alternative version of that where I'm the only one on it? <laughs> um, they, they might in the future. Maybe if you go on the Mars mission. Yeah, maybe they'll just shoot me up in one of their like regular satellites. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we have AJ, the aspiring space scientist. How you doing? Oh, just, you know, spacey, feeling it. Spacing out a little bit? Yeah, but in a good way. Like Thinking about that space between your eyes? Yeah, and I'm measuring it, too, very slowly with, you know, potato chips. How many of those big. between? Self-conscious yeah, about the space between you and your friends? I bet it's big. Well, it's mostly how much space between my eyes, and it's it's pretty big space. Yeah, it's, yeah, I bet it's pretty it's big. It's a lot of. I mean, it's like at least fifty potato chips. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Please go see a doctor. <laughs> I mean, if they're really thin, but if they're really thin potato chips, I think it's fine. Yeah, you guys don't have the see-through space space potato chips. My eyes are black holes. Well, speaking of black holes, are you guys excited to be here for D&D tonight? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, right, because we came out of the hole last week. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. We came out of the hole. So great. Just bleeding and just crawling around like. You guys really weren't doing too hot. I mean, some of you were doing okay, but some of you guys took some really big hits. I never felt better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> so i feel like joel and aj can complain gunner can shut his pie hole and the rest <laughs> oh of us are God. fine <laughs> what is up with this hostility i took 10 damage that's a, that you know that's a lot of talk for somebody who's at full health that's why i said the rest of us are fine yeah to be fair this is all aj's fault again what how's my fault i protected everyone 
hey, listener at home, how about you tell us how it's AJ's fault? Well, <laughs> no. Go to www.applyedengineering.com and let us know. You just wanted to plug that. That's what you wanted to do. I will personally give you an inspiration if you let us know why AJ was wrong. And you can use that in your home game with your dungeon master. (laughs) (laughs) We're making a lot of promises here, guys. We've signed a consent form with all the DMs across the world. Trust me. It's legal binding. That's not legally binding for for anyone out there. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway... I think you guys sound pretty excited to get back into the episode, so let's just jump right in. Last episode, our adventurers spent most of their time fighting this horrible, metallic, tentacled monster that they had found the week before. After killing it, you spent some time talking with the farmer that you had found, and he revealed that a changeling had taken his place, imprisoning him down here for some nefarious reason. So now we're going to join the party who is resting in the home of this farmer, and they're hoping to get some information from him this session. So the view pans around this small hovel. The sunlight from the afternoon sun is filtering through the windows. It's shedding some light across the massive hole in the floor and the large metallic carcass of the creature you guys had destroyed. Jasper is picking through it, messing around with it a little bit. Gunner is against the far wall, just resting, getting his breath back. Sulking. (laughs) Aegon is in the bed, resting. Uh, Master the cat is curled up on his chest, and Tuo is kind of trotting around the room. Theo's nearby, watching Aegon. I'm watching Tuo and patting him occasionally. And Vez just doesn't look very happy at all on her end. She's looking right at the farmer who is he's malnourished, but at this moment he's eating some stew that you guys prepared. And I think you guys are ready to start talking to him. However, before we do that, I do want to think about how much time has passed. Because I presume you guys would wait until Aegon woke up again. So Aegon, since no one in the party has healing abilities right now, um, can you give me a D4 to see how many hours you stay out? I sure can. That would be four. (laughs) Oh, great. Taking my sweet time. Yeah. So the early evening sun around dinner time. So the sun is like further in the sky. It's not quite setting yet. It's still spring. It's like four o'clock during the spring, but it is very late in the day. And you guys have completed a short rest. Awesome. It's been four hours. So anyone who wants to expend some hit dice can do so. You guys also get any abilities back. Yes, please. That require a short rest. And Gunner is going to play his pan flute again to offer a song of rest. So to reiterate that you add an extra 1d6 if you spend any hit dice to heal yourself. Thank goodness. (laughs) And you guys also have a a nice meal. Like I said, there's a fire burning in the oven. You've thrown some planks across the hole in the floor so you can walk around. And I I think you guys have settled down. You've made some soup. And maybe you've pulled out some some dried meat jerky. And you guys have a chance to 
like relax for the first for a very long time. It's four hours. I think Theo would actually be sitting in one of the windows that has a sun constantly hitting it, just sort of soaking up the rays. He has his eyes closed and just sitting there. He's it almost feels like he should be sweating, but it just feels like he's just sitting there absorbing energy, but just contemplating and Oh my god, he's been a plant the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Bean Boy. Bean Boy. <laughs> no, I don't like this. <laughs> oh, Bean Boy. <laughs> you got it. You got it. It was my big reveal. So how many hit points did everyone get back from your rest? Nine. I'm almost full. Uh, thank goodness for that uh, song, because uh, I, I, I was able to get 12 out of that, thankfully. So I'm about half health. A little more. Joel? Oh, I got none. Oh, that's right. You don't get you don't get to recover during uh, rest, do you? That end, I have no hit dice left anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so after that, after that four hours, Aegon awakens with one hit point, and that that is all he has right now. <laughs> it's enough for the moment. Tuo's right there when he wakes up. <laughs> yeah, and, and Aegon wakes up, and you know he looks around, and he's kind of sad that. That nobody bothered to rub Neosporin on his his <laughs> charred wounds from the uh, lightning bolts, but you know, wow, he understands that that he he's uh, the most caring one out of the party, I guess. That's uh, probably so, fair. So he'll, he'll pop open uh, a jug and see that it's almost empty from treating uh, Gunner earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accurate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> help himself with that. Yeah, at some point during this four hours, too, Vez will, like, go find a nice little space sort of away-ish from you people that she can and try to meditate to, like, calm herself down. Okay. So you find a, you find a nice corner and you huddle there, you cross your legs, and you just relax or try to relax. How effective is it? Uh, she's had a lot of training how to, like, recenter herself, so I'm gonna say at this moment she feels pretty calm and has regained control of herself, and she's also very curious and doesn't want to ruin what information they might find out by losing her cool. Alright, gotcha. So yeah, I think Gunner during this time honestly probably just sits with his back against the wall. Honestly, probably sitting on the ground because he's just kind of he's sort of this deadpan stare. He's sort of doing into his hands. He's sort of twiddling his thumbs, and there's like a moment of time where like he almost looks like he's going to cry, but then he doesn't. His face <laughs> just get, gets kind of red, but then eventually it subsides and starts playing his pan flute during the rest. And that makes him feel better. So, But then after that, he does just go back to sitting against the wall. His head leaned back against the wood of the hovel with his eyes closed and looking up towards the ceiling. And he just looks like he's in a very pensive state. Meanwhile, the farmer is very loudly scarfing down his soup. <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking a lot of water. What is the meaning of life? Over in the corner. <laughs> Oh, so good. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. So at, at the end of this four hours, you guys are all in your respective places in the main room, and you hear footsteps, and you see Aegon enter into the room. He looks like he's recovered from his assault. 
I think I think Gunner's the first one to stand up. He's like, Aegon, I'm very excited to see you up and at it again. You uh you don't look so good, but um but I am sure that it will all heal over just fine. Just like me. Well, thank you for your concern, Gunner, and I, I think that I'll be just fine after a, a bit of time as well. So you guys are all gathered around the central table in this room with the farmer. He's done eating. So you guys are all gathered around. He looks like he's ready to talk to you guys. Since you saved him, so obviously he's going to want to be as friendly and helpful as he can. Theo gets up and walks to the table and sets his stuff down next to him. Uh, sits at the head of the table looking over at him. Are you okay? Yes, I'm, 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 I'm much better now. And his, his voice isn't parched and dry from lack of food and water anymore. He seems like he's... Looks like he's doing a little bit better now. Did you live with anyone else? Uh, no, it was, it was just me. You said a changeling came in here and did something? What happened? And his face darkens a little bit and he says... Yes, like my like my dad always used to say, you can never trust a changeling, those fey tricksters. You don't need to worry about the changelings. They're just but budget illusionary wizards after all. They're only able to adjust themselves and not even their surroundings. So that makes them quite easy to fight and decipher. So we wouldn't need to worry about such a trivial oh, matter no. like this. Oh, no. The shade the shade that Jasper doesn't even know he's like, oh. oh god. God, get some Neosporin to Vez. Right? <laughs> yeah. none, none of you guys know Vez is a changeling. She's doing a really good job of hiding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, and after can... these comments, she uh, was thinking about standing up to go sit at the table, but she uh, oh boy. is recentering herself once again and like <laughs> recloses her eyes and is like trying to like keep her face as like absolutely like plain and nonchalant as changelingly possible at this oh. moment. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't look like it, it changed much, but he just kind of nods in agreement and he says, yes, the f- filthy creatures. Anyway, he snuck into my home at night and attacked me and bound me. And he broke my floor. Apparently there's a ruin down there I didn't know about. And he just kept me down there. He kept interrogating me, asking me questions asking about people I knew, asking about, like, what kind of things I would do in a situation. And if I didn't answer, well, and he shows his arms, and you can see he has lash marks from, like, being whipped. Wasn't very friendly when I didn't answer. But anyway, he kept me down there, and he, he kept bragging about how lucky I was. He really liked to smear it in my face. Kept saying that he was lucky that his master couldn't turn him. Kept saying he was lucky that he needed me so I could tell him how to be me. Well, if you've been in there for a month, you really are lucky. Some other people who've been dealing with this person haven't fared too well. Most of the time, it's just a crater in the ground afterwards. Yes, well, what Vio is saying is that this man died. By our hands, because oh. he stabbed our friend. That's that's good to hear. I'm actually I'm happy to hear that. Theo looks really sad at that, and he doesn't agree, but he's not going to say anything. Well, anyway, um, 
I also see you killed the, the thing down there. And he gestures over at the pile of wreckage in the corner. Yeah, it's one scary octopus. It is. It is quite interesting. A type of machine I have never seen before. That was my thought as, as well. See, I, I told you all. It was an octopus. It just crawled on land and gained energy beams. I've never seen one. Then now you have. Vez, you wanted to talk to him. Do you have any questions? She opens one eye to like look at him <laughs> as she's trying very hard to stay in her calm, collected place. And she's struggling. Is it is it very visible that she's struggling or No. She, okay. She as a changeling, she is a master of just concealment. <laughs> uh she opens her other eye and um kind of uh, stands back up slowly but purposely. Yes, I do have some questions for you. So you said you've been down there for about a month. Were there any other people that you saw or just the creature and the man who was taking your place? J just the creature and the weird octopus thing. He's referring to the changeling. Yeah, she notices and just kind of like <laughs> pauses because inwardly she has some feelings, but it looks like she's just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and Gunnar says, "Well, now come, come now. To to be fair, I I think, I think this is just one uh, particularly bad changeling." No, you've you've heard the stories, you've heard the tales. They steal your kids at night. Vez um, actually laughs. <laughs> like, she can't hold it in anymore, and, he, and this is how it sort of manifests. But and, she, yeah, and he, he's looking at her eyes like, no, seriously, they, they take your kids, they take the form of you, take your form, and they go in and they do things to your your spouse. <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're horrible creatures. You've heard the legends. You know the tales. I mean, I've heard the stories that they tell children to make them behave, but... I thought maybe as adults we would, um, I don't know, think like adults and understand that those are just stories people use to scare people, especially children, to make sure they behave and stay in their houses at night. Well, pretty much everyone here believes these stories, so I think there's a little more fact in them than you think there is, Miss Smarty Pants. <laughs> we already discussed the budget wizards. There's no need to be concerned about them anymore. Okay. Anyway... He's dead, so it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, yes, I would agree. Um, moving on. What type of things did he tell you other than just asking you questions? Did he ever, when he was bragging, talk about any of his plans, any of his master's plans? Was the weird mechanical octopus thing in the corner his master? Oh, no. He, he kept saying that his... I was down here for a while, but then that thing came, and he said his master wanted to keep it here. So it was his job to make sure that the mill was always under repair, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know what that means, but I think he was just kind of trying to keep people away. What else is down there? We didn't have a chance to look around. I have no idea. These are dwarven runes, after all. We don't know what type of treasures could be down there. Hell, there could even be gold. 
Gunner kind of leans heavily on the table. Gold, you say? <laughs> oh, God. Where where you guys were, you could tell that it had probably been stripped long ago. Like you don't think you don't think you don't think there's anything valuable left behind. I think Gunner's optimistic. <laughs> so so anyway, I, I appreciate you rescuing me, but what what brought you over here? A goat. <laughs> well, specifically, we were looking for Farmer Rolf. Have you? Oh, him too. Have you seen him or heard of him? I mean, oh, Rolf? Pro- probably not, since ah. a month ago. Do you happen to hold a position of power, or any of your neighbors hold a position of power in any form? I, I'm just a farmer. I grow wheat, and I make flour in my windmill. What about your neighbors? Do any of them happen to hold any position of power around you, or have any influence in the area? Well, I mean, there's Rolf over there. But that, that's about it. You know, Va- Vasia's fields are over there too, but she just she just herds goats. You mentioned that the creature that that stole your appearance had asked about other people that you knew. Did, was Rolf one of those people? I, I I don't even remember. I mean, he just whenever he asked, he came down, and it seemed very situational. Hmm. Like he like needed to know how to respond to to these people because you know. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he, he can't take my memory. That'd, that'd be even more diabolical. Maybe he was playing with me the whole time. Maybe changelings can steal memories, too. Better tell, better tell the people of town. When I get back, I'm going to tell the townsfolk that changelings can steal memories. No, I don't think you should go back. Do you have any family in another town? Um. Well, yeah, I have a an, an uncle in, in Littlefield. You should go there. It's not safe here anymore. If they find you and you're not the person that was out there, they'll do something. There's This is big. There's many people in town that are a part of this. We don't know them, and you don't want to be a part of this anymore. Well, no, but I, I need to make money farming. You'll be dead continuing farming here. You need to leave. Why? Just very seriousness. Also, the changeling caught your windmill on fire. What? <laughs> <laughs> no! And he stumbles to the window. No! <sighs> yep. It was definitely that. Fia's starting to actually sweat now. <laughs> uh, so it's ruined. You can't make money here. You should definitely leave because of that, for sure. And, you know, you dying. Oh my goodness. I, I mentioned before the crater thing. I'm saying... People explode when we fight them sometimes, and it's bad. And uh, he he looks over at Aegon. Oh, is that so? What? Why are you looking at him? I'm talking to you. Well, he's he's a tiefling. And he was down there helping us. He didn't say anything explode. Are you saying well, I'm not, tieflings? I'm not, I'm not saying all tieflings are bad, but oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm wondering if we should have saved you at all. Well, no, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just... <laughs> it's it's perfectly okay, Gunner. The man is just stirred up from his horrible experiences here. I think he needs to apologize to you. 
This man is a cleric. Look at, he's got robes and stuff. I'm actually, I, I'm not a cleric. I, I have to, I have to stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very specific class that I am not a part of. Yeah, he is. A, he is a priest. He is a priest. <laughs> oh, I know. If he is just being dumb. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I. I don't. We don't. We're. We're. We don't really see a lot of non-humans around. You know, we've got. We've got dwarves and humans, pretty much, and well, elves. Elves are pretty much humans, right? And he, he looks at uh, Gunner and Vez. <laughs> Vow, I. I, I don't even know what to say to you at this point. Um, that's a sick suit of armor. And he, he points at Jasper. That's really <laughs> neat. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jasper, show him the faceplate. Oh, sure. Of course I can. I remove my faceplates and you can see all these intricate gears around my face as they click and turn to try and mimic every single facial feature that a human can make. Oh, wow, that's why you know so much about illusion magic. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was freaky the first time I saw it. Oh, any, anyway, is there anything I can do? Like, I guess I'll pack up, but... We're trying to get down to business and figure out where these things are stored up in this town. Is there anywhere you think we should look to find more things? Like that jellyfish that might be doing things to people. I have no idea. Well, I think, uh, I think we should maybe try to explore a little bit. Well, I don't know. Aogon, how are, uh, how are you holding up? Oh, I could, I could, uh, perk myself up with, um, with a couple of my spells, if need be. But you wouldn't have anything left? That would be the case, yes. I think maybe we should find a place to stay for the night and then first thing in the morning start out again. Well, do you think we could at least stop by and talk to our good friends uh, Richard and uh, Stephen, was it? I think it was Stephen. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, he just has one of those faces that kind of looks like a Stephen. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like a Steven. <laughs> yeah, it's his n- name. Yeah. Yeah, like a Steven. I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what <laughs> bit you're going for, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally not going for anything, which is the point. <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we can, and we can try to inform them of what we know, but... I'm not exactly sure where they fall into all of this. I mean, I think they want the correct things to happen. But at the same time, I don't know who's actually pulling the strings. And I'm wondering if us trying to meet with them, hush hush, will bring some sort of unwanted attention to them. I think we should stay here at least, you know, for the night after we maybe investigate more. I don't think we should go back to town with the rest of them. Because we killed that guy, and he sounds like he's a big deal. And then we killed this thing. Who knows if, if they're waiting on this thing. And he keeps pointing to the octopus-looking thing over there. I don't know. I just don't think we should go back there. Well, guys, you guys have also rested for about four hours already. So just another four hours. Well, no, actually, you can't. Sorry. No, you can't because you can't take too long rests within a 24-hour period. 
Right, right. So yeah, you guys are kind of stuck unless you sleep till the next morning. But then that would make two days for Farmer Rolf being missing. He would have been missing for two days by that point. Which isn't great. But then we could file a police report, which is good. Uh, yeah, great. You know, I have a 48-hour rule. That's not a real rule. That's fake. No, it's on TV all the time. It's got to be real. Yeah, TV oh is yeah. the bastion of knowledge when it comes to anything. I, I, I understand, AJ. It's okay. Thank you. Maybe we should look around the property some more, see if we can find out anything else. I mean, there was that hole in the floor in the mill. You know that led to one of the rooms in the ruin. Well, I think we should take a little peeksy into maybe some of the areas we didn't uh, we didn't see before in the ruin. Yeah, when I was running down the hallway, there was a door uh, on my right, and and a tunnel led way out past where I think the mill would be above ground. I'm good for that. Yes, and and what about the staircases? We didn't we didn't look past at all. Sir, she's looking at the farmer. Do you have a lantern or something we might be able to borrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, here. And he goes and grabs a lantern for you. Ready when you are, boys. Should should he leave now or maybe leave in the morning? I mean, I, I was planning on leaving in the morning because I still need to get a horse and I still need to get my strength back and I still need supplies for the road. Okay, and but I still do need that. To get a good night's sleep. You need to do that quickly. Because like I said, things could be going south very fast. So as soon as you can. And he's trying to be very like concerned and direct with them. Trying to get the point across like this is bad. He's in a bad situation. Uh, 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 okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll get going. Good. Someone pass me my dog. And he jumps down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Do we try to... Tie this dog up. No, to just pass toss him. him down. I'll catch him. <laughs> we do this okay. all the time. Tuo, goma. Uh, Gunner's gonna try and just as let the dog down as as far down as he can, because he's like, oh gosh, I don't want to drop this dog. <laughs> he's just panting, going. <laughs> 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 and Gunner, let's go. All right, so. I am going to save you guys some time because you guys do jump into the ruins and you explore the lower floor and you explore the side room that Theo saw, but they're all empty. It's just cobwebs. You brush the cobwebs aside. You see like the murals on the walls, but that's that's about it. I did say it was empty several times. All right. We just need to confirm, you know, yeah, and, and you've confirmed it is. It is completely empty, and you follow the tunnel that the creature had uh, tried to flee down, and you find the the exit hole as well. Where does that lead to? Um, that leads to a spot just beyond the uh, cobblestone wall around his fields. Okay. So it's like a small hidden hole, just big enough that like something that could fly would be able to uh, get up and down. Is this uh, east past the mill? Yeah, kind of northeast past the okay, mill. Okay, gotcha. And this, then the other staircase, that doesn't go anywhere? 
he he showed us where that goes. Yeah, it's the lower that that's literally the old staircase that led down before they built the house on top of it. Right. Okay. Just double check. Yeah. No, that doesn't lead anywhere. Okay. Cool. Did you heal yourself, Joel? No. Did you want to? <laughs> Maybe like one spell, yeah. He, he's thinking about not healing healing himself, and then he then he hears a, a cockatrice off in the distance. <laughs> well, honestly, I, I, I hate the metagame, but honestly, at, at, with how beat up everybody is, it might be best if Joel healed himself and then we took another short rest and then we went off somewhere. It's not a bad idea because then we'd be everybody get their short rest stuff back. He could... and Joel would get his spell slots back. Mm, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, otherwise Joel's just Joel could literally just a like breeze could die. Kill him. Yeah, like a breeze could kill him. <laughs> I mean, I think that's okay. fair, and I think he would know his limits. Like he knows he can cast these spells, right. rest a little bit, and then set out again. I'm up for that. Okay. Everybody back up out of the hole. Take a little break. Well, then Aegon will cast Cure Wounds on himself two times. So the first time he heals for five hit points. And the second time he will heal for five hit points. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Not bad. They're over half health, yeah? Yep. Perfect. Okay. Now what do we do? So the the farmer stands up and he says, "All right, well, you guys head back out." Th- this is presumably after the short rest. Yeah, this is after the short rest. Uh, Vel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was great getting to meet all of you guys. If you guys, well, if we ever meet again, I guess I'm in your debt. So if you ever need help, just. Give old Trevor from Brimpton a call, and I'll I'll come running. <laughs> Actually, I'll probably be back in two weeks. I mean, you think this will all be over in about two weeks or so? One way or another. <laughs> all right, I'll, pl- I'll plan on returning in two weeks then. Well, I guess we'll see you then. All right, well, maybe. <laughs> or maybe I'm getting writ- written out of the story for the rest of the arc, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, yes. My brain, it hurts. What did he say? <laughs> well, Theo, he said, but wait, what, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys finish up your your rest, and you guys head out. So now, where are you going to go? Okay. If you guys want a refresher, I can give you a refresher of some important areas. Or you guys can yes. choose on your own. I, I think, I mean... I, I th- it would be beneficial to me at least to get a refresher. All right, so you guys leave the hut and you take a look out across the fields and you kind of take purchase, like you take a a second to think about everything that you've been through. And you guys have already been to Farmer Rolf's Glade, but you do remember there was a specific instance where the er- where the animals freaked out even after you had killed the cockatrice. But you guys didn't go any further whatsoever. And then you guys also have the address that Richard the guard gave you guys. 
So you guys have a suspicious circumstance and the request from Richard. And also the cockatrice that that uh, dwarven woman was willing to pay you to kill. Yeah, oh yeah, we gonna, didn't go back to her, did we? She, yeah, she was going to pay you 100 silver pieces to kill the cockatrice, which coincidentally is twice what Judas was given to portray Jesus, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Why is that coincidental? <laughs> I don't... I, okay. I mean, it's good to I, know those types of figures. I'm really processing this. Have, have good reference, good reference frame, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody knows that you know the 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 twelfth apostle was named Sparky. So, but all, it all makes sense. <laughs> oh my god! Somewhere in Leviticus, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, she the the dwarven woman was willing to pay you a hundred uh, hundred silver pieces collected from all the farmers in the area to kill that cockatrice. So, you guys have those three big things on your platter right now. Plus. In a little less than two days, you guys are also going to meet with Lady Hecate. Oh, man. Laszlo's string pulling. Well, I'm still going to lobby for seeing the guards, because even though Aegon's a little bit healed up, like, I think that could get us through, like, one more minor scuffle. I don't know if I want to be around that cockatrice with everybody being the way they are. Mm. So we're lacking some serious firepower at the moment. Right. And who knows where that thing is anyways. I mean, it got away. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to see uh, good old Ricky and S-Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky and s Ricky and S-Bomb. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Isn't that what they're called? I, love yeah. it. I would still be worried about us exposing them and then getting them hurt and or changed into these blow-up people. Same. I. That's why Theo is so concerned about it. I think Theo would lobby for... Either the address or at least giving the collar back to the lady. Well, but they probably gave us that address for a reason. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Wait, are you saying to go talk to them about the address or go no, to go the to address? No, go to the address because they're going to be there. Right? Oh, okay. I didn't think they were going to be there, oh, but this makes more maybe sense. Maybe that was just my okay. misunderstanding. I don't know. If we're, if we're going to be realistic, they still have to fulfill their guard duties. Right, so they might not be there. They might be at the, the front door, for all we know. Okay, Or they could be there. You never know. Never That's know. up so, to you guys to decide. Theo is looking at Aegon, uh, Vez, and Gunner. He's not saying much. And Jasper? No, no, Jasper's behind him. <laughs> oh, I see. I mean, I she would be okay with going to the address as long as we don't talk to them out in the public. That's fine with me. Yeah, I think that's good. Theo nods, looks to Jasper behind him now. That sounds like a good plan, I agree. Let's go to the address. Theo looks to Tuo. He pants. (laughs) Tuo nods, too. Very sagely. Theo looks to the farmer. He's putting on pants. He looks very confused. Yeah, he's putting on his travel pants. (laughs) Don't look at me! (laughs) Uh, <laughs> looks the, back to master this. The, master the cat claws its way up onto your shoulder, and then he nods at you too. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Master. Yeah, he nods at the cat back. Okay, okay. and she is gonna head towards the door because <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, I think we're ready. <laughs> Let's go. Are we gonna time travel, Josh? Yes. Yeah, so you, you guys are heading to the address. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So you guys leave the home of the farmer and you follow the address into the residential district in the outskirts of the town, like close to where you guys are now, probably just short walk, but it's outside of the city walls. Um, and you come to a small home. The lights are on inside. There's smoke rising from the chimney. It's another one of the standard, like, thatched roof, uh, lower class, like, peasantry huts. There doesn't really seem to be anything super special about it. Should we knock? Well, is there anybody around, Josh? Oh, yeah, there are always people around. There are uh, a lot of people are kind of winding down their days. You know, they're pulling some of the people are pulling their laundry in after it's been drying all day. Uh, they're trying to get the livestock out of the streets, get the goats penned up again. You know, everyone's kind of winding down, but it's a relatively uh, busy area. Okay. But uh, I guess Fio's looking for if anybody's watching them. He's very nervous and, and looking around. Oh, they're always watching you guys because you guys stick out like a sore thumb. Well, that's true. I am a really big red guy. Well, you're a big red guy. You have a tiefling two elves and a man who looks like he's in skin tight armor <laughs> and remember it's mostly humans and dwarves and uh they don't as it's kind of been hinted people don't really trust outsiders yeah okay actually now that now that i like now that you really think about it you guys actually really have the you guys really drew the short straw coming and helping these people. <laughs> <laughs> can't sneak around or nothing. But that's what I mean. That's what heroes do, though. You can't sneak around. I'm I'm very sneaky. I get, take off my shoes, silent as a as a fart in a church. That's <laughs> weirdly descriptive. Um, let's she knocks. All right. After a few seconds, a young woman opens the door. Um, she's pretty standard. She's just got like the, the rough, um, clothing of a, of a peasant woman. She's got an apron on, um, and her hair is kind of tied up to keep it out of her face while she works. And she looks a little, a little busy. Like she's been working around in the house and she says, um, uh, yeah, what, what is it? What can I do for you? Um, we would told to come to this address by Stephen and Richard of the town guard. Oh, St- Stephen sent you here? Yes. Is, is everything okay? Um, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> is Stephen uh, okay? Stephen is fine, yes. He's fine. Oh, okay. Or at least he was last time we saw him. <laughs> oh, God. Aegon, you're not helping. Oh, it's the truth, though. It's a valid point. Well, here, why, why don't you come in? Um, be, be quiet. You don't want to wake the baby. <laughs> oh, no. A baby? <gasps> it feels like... <laughs> Fia gets super excited and happy at this. So as she uh, steps into the house and gestures for you guys to come in. Fez goes in. We go in. Fia takes off his shoes. And it's just really quiet. <laughs> So it's, 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 a, it's a relatively small home. It's about the same size as the farmer's hut that you guys were in earlier. It's got like a main room, a bedroom, and a storage room. Uh, but she sits you around the table, and she goes over and checks the crib, and you see there's a very young child in the crib. And she rocks it a little bit and then looks back at you and says, 
Um, Stephen will be home in a few hours. Um, you can you can wait here, and I guess uh, I guess he can talk to you about whatever he wanted to talk to you about. Um, do you guys like dumplings? Theo whisper yells, "I love dumplings." <laughs> He's like, "Okay, I'll get I'll get some dumplings going then." Oh, I love dumplings. Me too. I, I they are just so good. Just like little little sings of little sacks of taste. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I was gonna say. This is why we're best friends. Yes, but well, okay. Total well, one eighty you know. from his like previous demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're gonna cut to about two hours later. You guys are finishing the last dumplings on the plate. Gunner and Fiora playing patty cake. Gunner You're playing Fiora. patty cake. <laughs> Gunner and Fiora playing patty cake. The winner <laughs> takes the last dumpling. <laughs> the winner of patty cake, yes. <laughs> <laughs> However that works. You just keep going faster and faster. So after you guys wait for a while, the door opens, and uh, Steven, the guard, walks in, and uh, he, his face lights up, and he says, Oh, hey! You guys are here already. Steve! And he, and he walks over to the woman and he gives her a, a kiss on the cheek. And he looks back over at you guys and says, I, I, Honestly, I wasn't, sure, wasn't sure if you guys were even going to show up. Well, I didn't know if we were going to make it. Yeah. No, what do you mean? A lot's happened, Steve. Oh my god. Aegon, you look horrible. Thank you. He actually looks better than he did, funny enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. I... Also, if you told us there were dumplings, you would have been here even sooner. Oh, well, that, that's Bernadette. She's she's quite the cook. R- writing that name down. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, his, his wife is smiling proudly. And then uh, Stephen's face goes serious. And uh, he looks around and he pulls the blinds on the the windows and he gets really close to you guys and he says all right so i feel like i can trust you am i wrong no we're like best friends gunner resisting the urge to make a joke also daniel resisting the urge to make a joke <laughs> that's that's tough <laughs> yes you can trust us. We trust you. It's been a long time since I've seen people as selfless as you. And things haven't been good around here for a little while. There's there's something up and nobody in this town seems like they want to do something about it. So maybe people from outside the town will do something about it. Well, certainly. How, how can we help? Well, first, do you know everything that's going on? Should we tell them everything we've found out so far, guys? I think both of us should have story times, because I feel like there's probably information he knows that we don't, and definitely information that we know that he does not. And uh, he looks back at Bernadette, and he says, All right, honey, why don't you put some, put some tea on? I think we're going to be up late tonight. And he looks back at you guys and says, All right. So where do we begin?
We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. The song Salt Marsh is from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.